Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Hello, future people, and you're listening to episode 38 of Getting Tabled with your host, the Bruce. Hey, that'd be me. Hey. Is it episode 38? Can I, can I count right? It's something I'm wearing like socks, so. I can confirm this later. I was going to look it up and put it on a little title thingy, but I forgot. Uh, it's becoming important. Oh, and then there's a Captain Socks. Yes, my friends, I'm back uh, from my four and a half months of what George and Bruce are saying. Living in a five-star hotel is not a five-star hotel. According to me, he's just trying it to is. You, he's just trying to make us not feel bad about living in luxury for the last, you know, four and a half months. Um, so it's this is uh, it's been a while since it's been the the full crew. Um, socks. I'm assuming you've done nothing uh, hobby related wise since your escapades were in a tent. Actually, I've done a little, and uh, I we I can talk about that when uh, when it comes time. I've done a little bit. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, are we ready for this then? Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Brilliant. Well, I decided to start with some tabletop wrestling, yes, because <laughs> we've got three new superstars coming for Rumble Slam. Superstar, star, 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 star. Yes. So we've got Maggie, which is this lovely halfling here. We also have, and I'm going to butcher this name, Beleza Agua. Agua is water. I'm, I don't know what Belize is. Beleza Agua? Beleza Agua. Yeah, that would make sense. And El Machino. So the halfling Maggie, her stats are kind of, I mean, they are okay, but she's a halfling, so her fighting's not going to be the best. But she has this really cool ability called Rooted, where basically you can't pick her up unless she's knocked out or knocked or um, knocked down, which essentially means that you can't get her out of the match until you've knocked her out. Um, Bella Agua. Can, can I had, say how? Yeah. I was. Can I, can I say how disappointed I am that it's the tiny one named Maggie and not the big, huge, giant one? I think that'd be much more hilarious if the big, huge, I giant one was Maggie. I'm disappointed <laughs> that doesn't have a name. He's carrying around this skeleton in a suit, and it's not named that I know. Uh, no, the skeleton does have a name. Um, it's uh, Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to call it Agua. Because Don't sue us, Joe Dunham. <laughs> um, Agua is not a fighter at all. Her fighting stats are absolutely shocking. Um, but she has a lot of supportive abilities that makes everybody else great. And she has this ability to attack someone from five, uh, from quite a distance away. Uh, and then the demony orangey demony guy is just really strong and powerful and not confusing at all because the other two have like these weird abilities and they're kind of complicated. But the demony, the, which the is really big, huge, strong one, should just be called Maggie. <laughs> Again, we're seeing some of the uh, so look, watching the video here, we're we're watching some of that uh, where they've painted it to where the the robe is transparent and see through. And I yeah. really wish they would stop doing stuff like that because there's no way I will ever be able to achieve that. And it just it's gonna frustrate me and make me cry. <laughs> It's a gorgeous looking mini, though. Oh, well, yes. I still think that Uh, um, Mechanico is the best looking of them. I don't know. I kind of like Maggie because, well, you know, Maggie. But I I, I still think they should have given some cute, adorable, ridiculous name to the big, giant, horrific thing. Yeah. 
I have a feeling like that the big Susie demony guy is supposed to fit in with that Mexican team that we saw a couple of episodes ago. Moving on though, Bot War have a crowdfund. This is like an internal crowdfund um, to get some card terrain out. It's a $27 card set and you can either build an airport or a city terrain set. Um, if you look at the pictures, I mean, scale-wise, this game is small, but obviously they're supposed to be big, giant robots. Uh, Captain Socks, uh, these guys are definitely not Transformers. J- just to picture in your head definitely what they are not. Um, gotcha. It almost looks like it's... Um, or or mask. Yeah. yeah, definitely not mask at all. There's definitely no G.I. Joes in there, and there's definitely not Cobra there either. Um, scale-wise, though, I'm actually half tempted to grab these and see if they work for drop zone because I have a feeling they might. That's what I was thinking. The buildings and the roads look very similar in scale size to drop zone. Yeah, I think that that could work very well. I mean, it's much brighter and more colourful than what you'd want for drop zone because it's supposed to be an 80s cartoon. But I think they're doing... I mean, 27 bucks, and that's US dollars, by the way. They're doing really... That's really cheap. That's a pretty reasonable price as far as uh, terrain stuffs go. Um, I don't. How much is the TT Combat uh, terrain kit anymore these days? Slightly less, but you can only build one thing or the other from it. Right. So where this is double sided, and you can build two different sets. Well, you you can build you can build one set, together. but you got two options of what you can build. Yeah. Um, moving on next, Osprey Games made a, an announcement a couple of days ago, which kind of caught me off guard. I mean, I guess it was only inevitable, but we're getting Stargrave, which is Frostgrave, but in space. I mean, it makes sense from a business point of view. There's now essentially not a miniature that exists that you couldn't use in these games. Um, we don't really know much other than the cover at this point. Uh, I mean, they did talk about kind of the kind of world that it, it exists in, and it's kind of... As you would expect uh there's also a preview of some artwork that's coming soon uh so this is still being written by joseph a mcculloch which is the guy behind all of the other games um i'm very very interested to watch this have you ever played um frostgrave socks no i haven't it was kind of designed as a game where you can use whatever minis you want. So the guy had made it to like so he could play with his D and D minis in other ways. Um, so in theory, this could mean that George could pull out his Space Wolves and use them in a completely unrelated game. If I don't know, maybe he's not a fan of 40k but really likes his minis for some reason. Interesting. Um, I'm just using that as an example. I could do the same with the Eldar that I haven't built even now. Still, it'll be interesting to see how this goes though. I or the Elder that. I found in my house for no apparent reason. Yeah. Do you hear about this? You know, George found an army. Like he just found one in his house. Comes out like a full on 40k army. How'd you find that out? Or where? Uh, I uh, I was cleaning my house and I found an army that apparently I started to build back in like 2000. No, yeah, I don't know. At some point in time, and it, I just found it. So, well, good job. <laughs> This next one is um, either going to be loved or loathed. Um, People tend to either love Big Bang Theory or hate Big Bang Theory. There doesn't seem to be much of a middle ground with it. But Night Night Models are doing a cosplay Justice League for the Batman game. 
So Interesting. Characters from Big Bang Theory dressed up as superheroes, and you can 100% just use them in the Batman game. Interesting. Now, not, not one of those companies that, again, people seem to love or hate them. I, I think a lot of the hatred comes from the old days of where they weren't as reliable as they apparently are now. I am not a fan, but... Um, I love the I love the idea behind these models. Like, I really do. I have no idea what their stats are. I'm kind of hoping their stats are really terrible because that would just be even more funny. Yeah, no, I th- I think that looks uh. Looking at these, I, I think it's it's quite hilarious that you know you got the Flash with the the baggy legs like you know Sheldon had and yeah yeah it's Lloyd's a bit it's pretty fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I was like. Lloyd is taller than he should be. Yeah. There's alternate heads where they're. I didn't even see that. There's alternate heads where they don't have their masks and stuff on. The, the masks on. So then, then there's there's one thing that you know not not so much. Well, even I will a little bit. You know about um the whole like you know you got heads to paint i'm i'm not a big fan of just heads all the time i'm just yeah getting all that detail trying to yeah yeah that is kind of a part of the hobby though yeah well no you have helmets (laughs) (laughs) yeah all my clones helmets just get good george just get good right no no you're, you're absolutely right i mean i need to get good like the one guy that i posted the picture of in our chat yeah that was just nasty um do you hate fa- painting faces socks uh i haven't delved into it too much but i'm gonna have to when it comes time to my rep for uh to finish up my rebels for legion yeah true yeah you're not gonna have a lot of choice in that mate nope I used to hate it because I used to think I was really bad at it, and I just kind of got forced to get better. Um, I'm certainly not perfect, but I'm happier now than I was before. I don't know. I, I kind of like this. I mean, I know it's really silly and it's really dumb, but that's kind of why I like this. It's also kind of like five years too late because Big Bang Theory has been dead for how long now? But it's cool nonetheless. I don't know. It, 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 it's one of those shows. I I could take it or leave it, but if it's if I come across it, it's like... I'll stop and I'll watch it. I'm not going to go out of my way, but I will enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's one of those kind of shows. But um, I did enjoy it. Up next, Atomic Mass Games is the guys behind um, Marvel Crisis Protocol, which I may have talked about once or twice. And I I vaguely remember this, I think. Yeah, I I may have talked about it and I might have brought quite a lot from it. Maybe. I I, I can't confirm. Um, They have announced their first banned and restricted list uh, which is as i'm sure you can imagine because this is the internet we're talking about being met with complete calmness and not overreaction at all uh, that's definitely not what what has happened here uh, so, so what you're saying is it's not a group of people trying to buy all the toilet paper they can at costco no, no. but there is a lot of people that are going oh how can you have a banned list already this game is not this game is clearly crap because if it wasn't crap then they wouldn't have to do this a year in um so just a quick there is one two three four five cards that have been restricted and one that's been banned and they've explained the reason behind every single one of them so they're all cards from um they're like your team tactic cards brace for impact 
med pack, patch up, and field dressing are on the restricted. They've restricted those because they're pretty much being used universally. The cards are so popular that they're included in every single one that people ever do. Um, so that by restricting their use, it'll allow for um, a more diverse roster and it'll force people to actually think outside of the same box all the time. Uh, Dream Prophecy is on the restricted list because it's quite powerful with certain characters. Um, so again, it's kind of similar thought. Drop Off is on the banned list because as the games continued, they pretty much found that it limits space for future characters uh they've had to ban it because if they didn't it was going to cause trouble for stuff that's coming out so i mean none of we're certainly not looking at um magic the gathering levels of bans or um random bans like you get it like it all seems fairly reasonable to me um but the internet will be the internet yeah i mean because of the internet that's also why you wind up with ban lists is because someone's like Hey, I just figured this combo out, and then everyone starts exploiting it, and it's just like, um, becomes yeah, we, meta. We, we we need to do something about that because yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's the nature of it. So, um, ooh, those are pretty, uh, Captain Socks. I'm guessing you're, um, are sorry, are we ready to move on? <laughs> yeah, no, we can move on. We've talked about the sad stuff. Yeah, um, I'm assuming Captain Socks uh, put this in here because this is his his chick and. Well, he's excited to talk about stuff now that he's back. So, yes, the Clone Wars uh, had begun. Uh, so, Gen, uh, with Gen Con being canceled this year, Fantasy Flight uh, had some videos just kind of announcing all their new stuff coming out. And Armada, Star Wars Armada, is getting the Clone Wars factions. So, I put one link in on the run sheet for the Separatists in our Patreon ch- or our general chat. I have the link for the, uh, the Galactic Republic ships. But two starter sets are coming out, uh, two separate starter sets in a sense. Uh, they're going to do a starter set for the Separatists, which is going to come with one medium capital ship, two light, uh, smaller capital ships, and then some fighters, and then have a fighter pack as well for both ship or both factions as well. But yes, I'm actually looking forward to this, uh, primarily because uh, my local game group here, we had a huge campaign uh, using Armada as well as Legion for the Civil War uh, portion. Uh, of of that time period and now we can actually do it with the clone war so it was it's actually pretty fun so i'm looking forward to these ships these ones are supposed to be coming out december time frame if all goes well with everything covid related with factory production and everything i'm not sure which of these fleets i like the look of more to be honest i was gonna say that they look fairly amazing yeah they're all pre-painted the the, the capital ships are all pre-painted like that and then you can paint the little squadrons if you want to i'll probably paint my little squadrons a little bit wait i thought they didn't paint the um armada stuff armada, no. stuff, armada comes all pre-painted in terms of the capital ships oh i thought oh well, that's that's a nice change it's been like that since release of the the initial set i was wrong on that one then yeah, nice find. Captain Sox also did find the um, news about Maul coming out, but George and I had already covered that the week after you left. Awesome. So, so well, good good on you. We, we were very knowledgeable and not, not dancing around it at all. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right, Bruce? Um, Games Workshop had another one of their preview sessions last night, and we got a more in-depth look at the new Blood Bowl season that's coming. We already knew this was coming, but the box set is Orcs versus Humans again. 
but shocking completely different orcs and completely different humans so you're getting two complete teams uh you're getting two star players griff oberwald and varag gulchua you get two referees i love the fact that they've said bribes are not included that kind of got a giggle out of me yeah i was gonna say i don't i haven't seen the referee i i haven't seen referees before is that something new or um i think it's the first time that they've done it third parties have done it before um fair 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 there's no real point in having a model for a referee but then there's also no point having a model for like your healer and your coach and everything either so it, it is what it is yeah um, um that being said i i do like the the referees um tell me if i'm wrong but they're kind of akin to a, a felix and gotrick that's how they felt to me too, actually. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed that. Um, we need to tell Godric that we've found Felix. That way he can, you know, let him know. Stop killing things? Yep. <laughs> Models, um, I think the orcs yeah. might be my favorite. I was going to say, I do... I mean, neither of them... I do kind of like these right. humans. I do like these humans. They're not terrible looking. Um, they're a bit uh, swashbucklery with all the, the feathers and plumage. They're all Mr. Fancy Pants, yeah. Mr. Fancy Pants. Um, and then oh, orcs are orcs. Let's see. Let's let's uh, go see these. I kind of like the second one where the one is carrying the other one. Yeah. Well, that one's look... No, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Bruce. These these orcs do look um, amazing. Yeah. So m- models wise, they really have done it again. I mean, that most of it, not all of their stuff, but most of their stuff's all pretty good. Uh, board wise, <laughs> it's a blood bowl pitch. Um, I'm sorry that that doesn't. Excite me. I mean, bl- blood bowl pitches always look good, but they always kind of look the same. So double sided. Right. The thing I like about the double sidedness of this, though, is it kind of feels a little bit like dungeon bowl oh yeah that one does kind of look like a dungeon yeah it'll be interesting to see if they ever do make rules for dungeon bowl because it was very popular at some point um and yeah we also got teasers for kill team uh there's new stuff coming out for war cry which is essentially codexes for your factions um i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i'm excited for that um if anything i'm kind of disappointed that faction codexes are coming to a game that was supposed to be very simple and easy to play um that kind of yeah that's um now now some of these uh elf minis that they're showing off down here those are uh those are pretty pretty snazzy looking the one zen dude on the rock with the owl yeah so they're very much like the elves that got released semi-recently um but obviously alternate models for underworld there's also some dark elf lookery guys one of one of which has a shield with teeth and eyes i kind of like that one more people that will be fun to paint and not torturous whatsoever uh the they're the slaneshi ones just in case you know the purple claws and the see-through clothing i i I didn't figure that out you should have been paying more attention then i i guess so yeah no i i i'd never guess those are slanesh from the way they look <laughs> we also got a sneak peek of the continued work towards the animated stuff that's happening oh yeah there, there's some real like there's striking scorpions that you see there's some um blood angel stuff 
it was just random clips through a whole series of different things that are coming in the next 12 months um every single one of them are going to be like a short story um and kind of stand alone as far as i understand there is at least one thing in there that's going to be a continued story but i don't know which it is i think it's the blood angel one but i'm not sure and so it doesn't look bad i'm very intrigued i i put it on mute so i can't hear anything so um one guy kind of looks like a tim burton character though <laughs> you you know which one i'm talking about when i say it when I, right after i said that right yeah the long spindly one yeah um that's you know you know you you're doing pretty good as a game company when you can start like doing animated shows for your game usually it's the other way around someone creates a hit animated show and someone's like i'm gonna buy your ip or license your ip and i'm gonna make a game out of it this is the other way around you, you know your game's doing good when you can start doing that <laughs> yeah it's true um, or it could be from all the uh, extra revenue they're getting from uh, selling miniatures in Australia that they're just throwing at it. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't well, resist that. It's 110 extra dollars. We don't, the Japanese beat us though. The Japanese are the most expensive now. Yeah, I, I couldn't resist that, uh, that little uh, uh, plug at, at your expense there, Bruce. Sorry. It's all good. It's not your fault that they continue to take advantage of the law. Um, our last bit of news is an interesting well, one. So, how familiar are you two with On Tabletop? I know that I've shared the website with you guys several thousand times at this point. so i i was watching some of their videos when they were considered beast of war yes yes it's the same company yep yeah so very familiar with the company i think most people do yeah beast of war i do half the time yeah so um yeah michelle was kind of complaining about this too so um they're um, now part of wayland games yeah so on tabletop slash beast of war have been purchased by wayland games so for those that are not familiar with Wayland Games, they are huge when it comes to retail space. They're also the owners of Wild West Exodus, Dystopian Wars, Mythos. So they are also War Cradle. So for those that have been fans of Beasts of War for a long time, you may think back to a time about seven years ago where they used to actually share retail space with Wayland Games. They used to be like on top of their building, uh, and that ended a third party ended up getting involved, and that was the reason why they left um, mainland UK and went back to Ireland, and have pretty much just seen nothing but strength to strength ever since. Um, so there's been a couple of people that's been asking, like, is this going to affect the type of content that they host? Um, and the pretty, the answer has pretty much been a very resounding no. And in fact, apparently that was one of the conditions of the sale on both sides, um, that they didn't want that. Interesting. Well, Wayland Games actually have a range bigger than any other store worldwide that I know of. They cover everything. No, I, I get that. I just, you would think that, you know, someone like Wayland Games, they're like, okay, you know, you need to give some lip service to all of our products now a little more than you normally would have. Because well, be what's fair, the point of buying? Pretty much everything as well anyway. So yeah, but what's what's the, yeah. Well, I was going to say, what's the purpose of, of buying essentially like, you know, a a publication platform if you're not going to use it to, you know, push and talk about your products, you know, well, and, and enhance it? I mean, 
I mean, that's the purpose of spending money is to make more money. So, <clears throat> um, I have suspicions that the on tabletop storefront will probably end up getting directed through Wayland Games. Um, there's been hints that that might, but no, but there's no nothing in concrete yet. Um, if you are a Cult of Games member, the recording of the radio show this week covered a lot of the questions that the community's been asking, um, as well as a little chat at the end with people that could be there. I couldn't be there this time, I was asleep, um, because I had to work. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, this is something that's obviously grabbed a lot of attention for obvious reasons. Um, Wayland Games seem to have picked them up because the presentation side, like the video side, is something that they had struggled with, uh, and... But they saw the opportunity to use this as to, to fix some of their weaknesses, I guess you could say. Um, but look, it, this is this is going to be interesting. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, personally, I am a Cult of Games member. That's their backstage type thing. Um, we have been told that it will not affect The Weekender, which is their major video show at the end of every week, obviously. Uh, and it won't affect the XLBS, which is the backstage version of that show. Um, and the same team will continue to operate. They will not be relocating back to England. They will stay in Ireland. Um, in fact, apparently that was another condition of the sale. Um, this has obviously been going on behind the scenes for a little while now. Um, my Yeah, you don't make a purchase like this overnight. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, the conversation that I heard Warren having was very much along the lines of um, Warren being one of the two owners, for those that don't know, was that he, he was just getting over the running the business side of things. He really enjoys the creative aspect of what they do, but he was really bored with, or fr sorry, frustrated with the um, running the actual business side of the business, which I don't think is unusual, to be fair. I think most business people get like that after a while. Um, I think we saw that with with uh, Hawk War Games but when they got purchased by TT Combat. I think Dave was having too much fun creating, which he's doing a great job creating all the miniatures for DFC and DCZ, but I think he was starting to get that same way that Warren felt with having to run Hawk War Games instead of being on the creative side of, of the game aspect. That's actually a yeah, good I mean, point. It's, I hadn't, yeah, that's a good point. It's hard to be creative when you have to run everything. Yeah, exactly. So that's a, that's a very valid point there, Socks. I'm I'm, I'm glad you had the cognizant ability to uh, remember that and imagine that. Um, I mean, I wish them the best on this. Um, you know, it'll all come to come to you know pass of you know. Are they going to still be, you know, the 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 normal content producing, or if, are they going to start leaning a little more towards, you know, you know, folks doing a little more coverage on the Wild West Exodus and stuff like that versus, well, you know, Warren actually touched on that game specifically uh, during the radio show, um, and the the major thing he sees that they're going to have to start doing because one of their team is a huge fan of that game. Uh, Justin is a huge fan of that game and already wants to do more content for it. Um, so what they feel they're going to have to start doing is that whenever they're talking about a game that is owned by the parent company, they're going to have to state that this game is is owned by the parent company. Wow. Um, uh. 
which is probably not a bad way around it. But I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of... It's still early days and there's still a lot of questions that will have to be answered at some point. Hey, guys, did you know that we cover Drop Zone Commander type stuff? I like, do. Almost no, I mean, um, almost semi-frequently. Um, because apparently we never cover it. So we've got four different things we're going to cover this time. The first one is probably kind of boring to some eyes, definitely not boring to mine. We actually have scenic terrain coming for Drop Zone Commander. I, I was going to say, looking at the, the, the personnel bases for, for, for Drop Zone Commander, this is like a nice, refreshing thing for the eyes. Yeah. I've been wanting to do something like this with my bases, which are largely untouched at this point, for a long time. Um, I might just buy a whole heap of these and then rebase my entire army, um, if I can. Only problem is it's plastic on plastic. I might have to... Oh, I'm going to have trouble doing this, aren't I? Uh, hot water, if you use normal super glue. No, I didn't. I wouldn't use normal super glue. That's why I use plastic. Anyway, I'm... Some people... I was surprised there was... Look, nobody's been making these. And I couldn't quite understand why nobody had picked it up. Because although I realise it's only going to be useful for one game, maybe two. Um, I was going to say maybe two. Flames of Wars, I think, is pretty pretty close scale to this. Yeah. yeah. But if I had a company that could make this and I was making it, then I've captured an entire audience with my product. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Well, not a, it, it seems pretty straightforward to me. There's also a brand new resistance starter set. Uh, when I say Sorry. brand new, most of this. What, new what did you say? A brand. What, are you new... talking about the resisty? Yeah. Yes. Yes, the resisty. <laughs> resistance. Um, uh, no, my reference is from uh, Invader Zim. There, Captain Socks. Oh, so I was thinking about French resistance. So this is a brand new starter set for the Resisty. Um, some really gorgeous looking models. Some of these are alternate models to existing stuff. Uh, I forget the name of the faction, but they're an alternate faction to the Resistance. Um, but we're going to see the alternate models for those in a moment. But just purely as a product, this is gorgeous. So, so what I like about the yeah, what what I like about the Resistance uh, army is the fact that you know you've got your you know your large hovercraft you know dropship stuff. You got your you know your hovercrafts. You got your like you know advanced flying vehicles. And then you got the random thing they pulled out of a junkyard, welded a whole bunch of stuff to, and slapped a gun on it. Yeah, very much so. Like, you can get school buses that are armored and lots of crazy stuff. Um, Very much Mad Max. I believe. What was that, Bruce? Most of this is resin. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the next one... All of the metal's gone. Oh, no more metal. You know... um, we know we we all have our opinion on metal that it, you know it's it's terrible and should only be used in a very very specific manner to be produce something beautiful like infinity or bushido speaking right. of which one piece models are awesome because you don't have to glue them together <laughs> yeah. well I, I understand um, why metal gets praise uh and for those that are kind of paying attention yeah i kind of spoke about metal models recently but that's another thing um we have Swift Hawk Tilt Jets, which these are, look cool. These yeah. do look cool. These are very sci-fi with their moving wings. Um, very futuristic Osprey. Yeah, I was gonna say they're they're not that far fetched, Bruce. I mean, we've got prop powered things like this in the U.S. arsenal right now. Yeah, but isn't it more the stuff inside the wing moves, not the entire wing? No, the entire yeah. wing moves. Oh, I stand corrected then. Actually, you're sitting, but yeah. I sit corrected then. <laughs> 
And so, finally, no, um, interceptor, which is also gorgeous. But all of this stuff is gorgeous. So, so I'm gonna throw this out. The Tempest Interceptor looks very Nabooish. I had thought that. Too. Yeah. Yep. So, um, some great, great looking minis as always. Um, the other thing too, um, and this is the one thing that I, you know, praise for Hawk War Games TT Combat. Their starter army prices have always been beyond way reasonable. And the fact that you buy this army and you can actually go play a game. Yeah. Um, I mean, and if you want to build a bigger army, you could either just, you know, buy two starter sets or buy some other models so that everything doesn't look the same. It still works. Yeah. But I mean, you know, whether it's drop fleet or drop zone, I mean, you know, drop fleet, drop zone when they first came out, you know, you had your little, what, what were they like $30 boxes, you know, and you could get like, you know, yeah. a smattering of an army. You get like, you know, one or two more of those and you actually have an army army. And then you have this where it's just like, you know, you literally have everything you need. You've got, I'm guessing that's going to be what, four activation groups there? That is yeah. Something like that. It, it's... yeah, four or five. Yeah. I know with the UCM so... one, it was the same price as the old box, but you got twice as much inside of it. Yeah. And this feels the same, but I don't have a resistance box me here let me let me let me take a look here see um drop zone commander um shaltari um um starter uh oh my that is so much more so yeah for 35 pounds that's essentially what two starters were back in the day okay so it's the same good good yeah so so yeah they they've literally doubled up and added added a couple of things maybe you know, for around the same price. So yeah, that center gate infantry gate wasn't there in the original starter set for Shaltari. Yeah. You've got twice as many eight tanks and twice as many ground tanks, twice as many Braves, twice as many Havens and twice as many Edens. Yeah. That's pretty much two starter sets for the same price. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, this is what a company needs to do is, you know, the initial like get involved in the game needs to be affordable and uh, within the reach of whomever. And then like, you know, you have your specialized stuff that, you know, is more one off, you know, the resin cast, you know, is 10 to 50% more expensive because it's not the, you know, the bulk of the army like this is. And when you have armies that are, you know, when it's affordable like this, people are going to start more armies. <laughs> we can't hear you, Bruce. Bruce, you're no. Sorry, I forgot. I had to press <laughs> um, it's not just necessarily a price thing either. The first thing that comes to my mind is that um, um, Games Workshops start collecting boxes. In theory, should be the same sort of thing. I'm not saying that they should have to have twice the amount of models that they do, but most of those start collecting boxes in game are completely useless. But most of them don't actually have stuff in them that you want in the game. It's the leftover stuff that nobody's going to buy otherwise. I mean, for right, a you know, it's a good place to start, but yeah, this is a completely different mindset um the wild west exodus stuff goes the same way like you can buy the starter set for a decent price and everything in that box is useful but there's always going to be more powerful stuff that you buy afterwards that's that's the way this hobby works but yeah oh yeah no for sure i mean it's it's a much better like actually like you start in the hobby and then you don't get in three months later realizing that you got duped yeah yeah how's the old uh the the old comic just like Oh, the the armies were two thousand points. I thought you said it was two thousand dollars. You know, and like, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, moving on though. Next thing, really cool uh, I th- yeah, uh, I threw this in kind of last minute. Uh, I think I linked it to you guys um, week and a half ago or something like that. And I was just like, it reminded me of something. And there's another board game where it's like you're surviving in the winter, but there's zombies. Yes. So it's very much but, like an uh, an older board game called Dead of Winter. But yes, that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, so this is about surviving but, the cold, not so much about surviving the zombies themselves. Right. It is a cooperative game. But so here's the one thing that really caught my attention with it that's cool. So first of all, uh, same company as Nemesis and Nemesis Lockdown. Ah, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's the same group doing this game. So the cool thing about it is, is the central core of your town is also a dice tower. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like saw that. That is pretty cool. And I'm, it that's... would be the perfect size for almost anything science fiction. You can throw that in right? the middle of a own city very easily. So, uh, w- one, I just thought that was really cool. Like, you know, they're adding an entropy engine, so there's no like, you know, dice going off the table or anything like that. You know, just like simple solution right there. It's centralized; everyone can reach it, and it looks cool. And it's part of the game. Two, um, it just it looks really good. Uh. It looks like there's options um, as as things unlock and everything, or if you pledge more. Um, they use uh, wooden tokens instead of cardboard tokens, which I'm a fan of of wood tokens over cardboard tokens. But in a way, I'm also a fan over cardboard over wood. It it depends, but sometimes upgrading to you know some of the plastic ones, it's even better. So yeah, there is. But but look at obviously. Yeah, but look at this too. You know. The 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 miniatures for this game also look amazing as well, especially given the scale of those buildings. Like yeah, the detail in some of these buildings is insane. It's going to be coming all pre shaded apparently as well. I've actually had this on my watch list for a little while. Yeah, it's it's on mine as well. Um, they they don't do the uh pledge a dollar and jump in Kickstarter later or not Kickstarter uh pledge manager later. They like you have to like give nothing with no reward or do a full on pledge. So, what? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is fine. Um, but yeah, th- this this would be a game where I would just I would not want to like go through and try to paint everything like say some yeah. other games. Um, I I think leaving it you know like this and just do the 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 shaded you know whatever they're gonna do to give it a little more depth. You know, I'd even be okay with buying a big old tin of the uh, army painter like super wash and doing that to him real quick and calling it good. Yeah, but yeah, that would work. Uh, I, you know this ca- this caught my attention because you know it ticks my boxes. You know, it's co op game, it's a mini game. And like just that little like the central tower that is you know the core of the game is also a dice engine. Yeah, and if you weren't using it for that, you could close the dice tray and it would just look like a building on any tabletop game you wanted. Unlike yep. most dice towers, uh, with the exception of I think it's Dicington Tower by D by TT that they do one that actually looks like a building. Um, but that's the only other one I can think of. There's probably others, but that's the only one I can think of. Well, there's uh the one that uh, uh Thunder Train designed that doesn't quite look like a dice tower. That is a dice tower that can be used as terrain. Is that the really fancy one? Yeah, it's Michelle's the, the, the spaceship uh, one. Oh, I forgot about that one by Michelle. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> that was a while ago. It was this year, which has been five years, so. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, and yeah, then... Very, very uh, interesting. Yeah, so I'm I, I'm going to keep my eye on that one for sure. Um, Still has for indie. 18 game days left or something? Yeah, it's... It's still got a decent amount of time to go. 
um yeah 11 days ago 11 days so by the time this goes live to the public they'll have seven days left ish four days left three days left something some days left yeah otherwise yeah aiming for the indie aiming for the indie so for the case of captain socks we've already had a thing where we were trying to like focus on smaller stuff as well as the bigger stuff but we decided to give it own faction where we'd actually look at a specific company um and try to do it once an episode if we can um this one at first glance is a terrain company but they call all of these things puzzles which is really confusing the main thing i want to bring everybody's attention to is number eight hook and ladder and it should take you about three seconds to see what this building is, because I'm sorry, but that's Ghostbuster headquarters. That 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 does not look like a, a, a firehouse in New York at all, especially with the the car that looks exactly like Ecto One sitting in the uh, garage door. I you I don't know what you're talking about, Bruce. <laughs> I like the fact that they um, designed it on the actual original building, not the fabricated one for the movie. Yeah. Because that's so, obviously how they around it. I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out here real quick too. In the bottom left hand corner of the page, they have a little dial indicator of the difficulty. Yeah, I, I quite like that. I, I I think that's a neat little thing. Let me go take a look at the another one here. Yeah, so like the post office tower kit, uh, whatever that is, it's it's more on the it's more difficult side. So um if you're you're noob to the hobby and and trying to get your feet wet and stuff like that you know this is oh hey they even got a a mug with the uh the difficulty meter on it <laughs> yeah so the, these kits are designed as puzzles but for our hobby i mean the thing you'll you'd want to do every one of these buildings in the description have a size and you'd want to make sure that that's going to kind of match up with the sort of game that you're playing um, yeah some of the elements like the trees and stuff are very much not right. Um, oh, this is actually an Australian company. I didn't actually know that. <laughs> um, what well, gave it away? The fact that its prices are listed in AUD. I hadn't noticed that actually. I, I would have. I would. I would have guessed too with the name. Uh, I'm talking about this. Yeah, I. I with the name uh, Gin and Apathy. I figured it was like some UK British company too. Yeah, so did I actually. Uh, most of these <laughs> are actually made out of bamboo which is kind of cool. Oh, interesting. So there'll be lots of fancy. Um, yeah, I thought this was fun. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed with the... Card, their yeah, gift I'm really impressed with the... Truck. I'm pretty impressed with the level of detail you can see on some, uh, you know, etched into some of it. Yeah. Did you see that their gift card is a van? Unnecessarily elaborate voucher truck. Huh. So you, you, you can buy a gift voucher. Send it to someone and they can turn around and get more stuff and then build the the van yeah that's 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 just neat that is really neat yeah i thought that was fun shall we move on to hobby time this button and right here start with the main event mr i live in a five-star hotel down there dream blue prime paint so you said so, you've been doing something, Mr. Socks. Yeah. Yeah, so besides the cuddle time that I've been uh, required to do or, or so graciously have been appointed to, according to my two-year-old daughter who likes to sit on my lap and just sit there, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I got all my uh, – so before I left – I purchased the starter set for Victory at Sea by Warlord Games and a couple of their expansion boxes as well. And that all showed up uh, while I was gone. And so I've put together some of those ships since I've been gone or since I've been back. 
uh, resin cast. Uh, some of the bits are metal on some of the pieces uh, for like the guns on the battleships and stuff like that. So, uh, but so far it's been fun. Uh, ship sure to one to eighteen hundred scale, uh, and uh, so been slowly putting those together. Uh, haven't gotten any of the paints out yet because uh, I'm under quarantine right now, and I'm pretty sure all my uh, primer is is out. So I need to go get my primer. So painting will have to wait, but uh, I've been putting together some ships. Come on, you've had at least three hours. You should be finished by everything by now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, get, get that little little messy of yours uh, uh, assembling too. You know, get her going while she's young. I, I would, but I think she'd make, make more of a mess than I would. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> uh, apparently Thunderboy's been working on some Necron. And he's going to have a pink energy glow instead of the green energy glow, which I kind of like. Interesting. I still like my uh, trolling post. Uh, this is a while ago. So, you know, the Indominus box came out and it was like, so I was like, I finally have Necrons for the first time. Someone, I have, I need inspiration. Show me your paint scheme. And you know what I posted? T-800s? No, I posted a picture of a can of a, a Citadel uh, lead, bed, lead belt or silver spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what are you doing? Um, well, I unboxed um, my uh, stuff for uh, high caliber, uh, the post World War One, pre World War Two ship game by a, a guy you may know him. His Alan Bullard. He supported uh, Hot LZ and stuff back in the day. Yes, I've got some stuff coming from him as well. Oh yeah, you haven't gotten your stuff yet. I thought that was like yes, but literally, my takes three and a half centuries because of covid i was gonna say mine just showed up today and i ordered it like i want to say four weeks ago three weeks ago some weeks ago yeah but there's more ships going between you and there than there is there and here well and and, and the the puddle of water is smaller too that too nobody cares about australia you need to remember that nobody cares about australia apart from australia no games workshop cares about australia because you're the ones that they gouge with prices so they can fund their other pet projects yeah that's true unfortunately um, um what else have you been up to? I know that you received your copy of Super Fantasy Brawl. I did receive my copy of Super Fantasy Brawl. Um, I've also, if you look over my shoulder as I'm pointing right there, that kind of area, I'm trying to get a floating shelf like that. that well, I'm actually going to try to make that shelf float right there so I can increase storage. Because oh, believe it or running. not, you... Yes, yes. I, I have an entire bench dedicated to, to my hobby and I'm burning out of space. <sighs> Um, but yeah, super fantasy brawl. So I did get that. I got all the cards in the little sleeves. Um, yeah, I, I have, I've started reading through the rules. Um, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, getting a game of that in, um, with you at some point. Yes. I've um, been working on that. I've been doing a lot of working on the improvement of my videos or trying to anyway. Yeah. Um, unboxed my copy of super fantasy brawl i did a second one showing off the models a little closer i did an unboxing of some prototype minis the ones that we were lucky enough to be asked if we could look at um and otherwise i've been playing a lot with obs to try and improve the quality of the presentation on YouTube. O obs is is pretty cool it, it is a very powerful software um 
do do we want to talk about the 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 SFB here, or do we want to move that to game talk? Or, or no, we actually got quite a bit for a game talk there. You want to just chat about now, or oh, we're already at an hour too. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe we'll talk a bit more about that once we've had a closer look at it. Yes, yeah, let's let's do that. Actually, in saying that, oh. most of most of that stuff is actual hobby, not game talk. Oh no, it's because he's got his lists. That's why he's got it there. Because Thunderboy yeah. also did an unboxing for the Dropfleet Commander starter set. He did a video showing you building the Scourge and the UCM and what challenges to pick out for. Um, the big thing is that Thunderboy has challenged you to pick his paint scheme. There's already been a couple of cool ones. Somebody suggested uh, like the- a green kind of one. And there was the one I like was like the gory corpse yeah that scourge one the the the, the, the space corpses yeah, yeah no thunderboy has to do that um thunderboy scourges of uh, uh flying corpses in space go yeah do it now do it. um make yourself nauseous <laughs> literally um yeah he's done his two lists so for the scourge you've got a shenlong by itself You've then got two Strixes, and finally you have two Gargoyles and two of the one that I always say wrong, Charbidus, Charibidus, whatever that word is. Charbidus? That one. On the UCM side, you've got a Moscow with a Lima. Uh, you've got two Kairos with a Jakarta, and you've got two New Orleans. I don't know why we don't have any, you guys, but we don't for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Lima was an interesting choice, but I, I kind of like the fact that he's built this to um, show off the game mechanics as opposed to just build whatever. Like, you know, like the, the start of building a fleet and then adding to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He did deliberately choose not to do any launch because he wanted to leave launch out of his demos, which makes sense to me, to be honest. Um, because, I mean, it's not overly complicated, but it's probably not something you want in a first game either. Um, the, the, the only launch should be the troop launch because, well, you start getting into torpedoes, fighters, and bombers. And I, I remember uh, Grow League I, I did with, uh, with uh, Drop Fleet when it first came out. Uh, I want to say it was like second to last game of the Grow League, and we're still trying to like, you know, fighters and bombers, you know, figure that out. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a great part of the game. It's not the easiest to figure out sometimes, but especially the torpedoes, you know, and, you know, we start getting like the, uh, the actual scourge torpedoes, you know, with, you know, the little bugs on it and stuff. Yeah, true. Um, the only thing I would probably say is if I was building it for myself, which I will be building it for myself at some point, um, I'm not convinced I'd do the Lima. I mean, as much as I understand, yes, it helps you show off another point of the game, but I'm not really convinced that the because I'm I'm not convinced I'd actually end up using the Lima. Yeah, I think I would rather have something that people can shoot with because it will be more fun. Um, because Lima's just kind of end up getting stuck in the background and not doing anything after a while. Yeah um otherwise yeah and then he so, also he also did a very similar thing to uh, uh aeronautic uh imperials yeah i haven't seen that video yet um yeah. apparently it needs to be edited but the last time i looked i didn't see any video i'll have to have another one yeah um color scheme for the ucl well that's a that's a tough me, one be- yeah because it's all military and how do you not just paint them to look military if yeah. it was me well, i would and- take the green paints from the ones we've seen so far i would do the green on the ucm and the bloody corpses on the other one um otherwise yeah. i don't know like a disco inferno type bright color paint scheme or 
I don't know. I, w- I would go with like a lighter gray to help, you know, reflect some of the, the solar radiation and stuff, you know, f- that you encounter in space. But then you have a gray paint job and then that's boring because what's the point of doing something gray? And, and you know, when you can make it, l- I mean, look at space Marines, you know, that's the same. These are supposed to be like tactical, them. you know, military units. And, oh, hey, look, we've got white armor with red highlights. We are so tactical right now. Yeah. What about you, Captain Sox? Any thoughts for the UCM? Uh, so speaking of gray, I actually did a darker gray, but with I did like a whole uh, a dark, dark red kind of highlight uh, on my UCM. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm kind of thinking like a, a, a navy blue. Yeah, kinda. that could work. Like I said, I, th- I think one of the best schemes I've seen for UCM, he's already done on his own UCM fleet, which was that white. That did look really nice. Because, yeah, it was, it was just, you know, you don't see someone doing, you know, something white like that. Uh, on a side note, Captain Socks, uh, one of the guys that I, I played drop fleet with, his UCM was, you know, the gray with, you know, red stripes and highlights and stuff. I know that yeah. probably shocks shocks you to no end. Um yeah, I don't know about uh, a UCM scheme. I mean, the UCM the to me, it's one. UCM is always to kind of make them look like naval ships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which there's is nothing going to be super fancy or different about them. I mean, it's like, like you know, my Shaltari, you know, it's like futuristic aliens. You know what? I'm going to make them as bling as possible, okay? <laughs> yeah, but otherwise. Which I, yeah. Yeah. Um, you wanted to quickly touch on your thoughts of the trays. Do you want to touch on that, or did you want to talk about it next time? Uh, well, I, I've got a couple of critiques about about what I've seen so far with Super Fantasy Brawl. Yeah. Um. So, we, well. Talk nerdy to me. So, Super Fantasy, Super Fantasy Brawl, Brawl. and we've both got recently. And have been yes, talking um, about it excitedly for months. Yes, because, well, COVID really delayed it because we were supposed to get it, what, back in February? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so um, we, we, we both have it in our hot little hands. You got your two weeks ago. I just got mine literally yesterday, the 16th of October. Yep. Um, Things I like, the neoprene mat. Yeah, That's really cool. Like I pulled out the actual cardboard one now, right? Well, maybe if you're running like two games, because technically you do have enough to run, do like two games at the same time. That's true. That's true. If you got some friends over, you could do like a couple of games instead of doing like a four way, you could do two, two ways. So there's that. Um, That being said, the way it just, it lays out flat one piece, that nice embroidered edge, so much better than any, any board you could possibly want uh, with a board game. Yeah, I mean, the board is nice and thick. It's good quality card, which is good. Um, yeah, it's... a mat is always going to trump it. Well, not always, yeah. but most of the time a mat will trump it. Um, the sculpts look good. Yep. The stat, Especially the statue ones. I, I, I'm i in love with those. They're, the dwarf one, it's so substantial, even with the hollow um, plinths that they're on. The only critique I have on the statues is one of them has like a bit of a wonky base um, on mine, and I don't remember which one it is. I think it's the Hindu god looking one. It may not be. It's either the Hindu what do you mean, god wonky as in... or it's the destruction guy because his base is kind of... I don't know. I'm not convinced that it's warped, but it's it's a little wonky. It still sits fine. 
but yeah, I, 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 I just I somebody just, else did the same thing. No, I pulled my Hindu looking one out too. This this guy. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's him or if it's the death looking guy. Yeah, and it's it's a little not noticeable on on mine, but yeah, I I, I do kind of. Um, so the trays. Here, here's my first critique. First of all, yeah. the, the the lid that goes on it. I think the lid's fine. As much as they were hyped up, I think this. I was expecting a little more substantial. Okay. Like okay. not not like not like a full on like plastic tray, but you know maybe twice the thickness of the plastic. Yeah. I was it expecting... would be hard to do the vacuum form with that though. I was I was expecting a little more reduce uh, based on yep, all the. Hype. So, um, now uh, we'll go back a, a few minutes to where you know we're talking about cardboard tokens versus wood wood tokens. Um, this game, you know, with the kickstart pledge and everything, you can get some plastic tokens. Yep. Plastic tokens, I think are, you know, for like, you know, that you use on your little character card, you know, your, your little, yep. um, can't think of the word, but you got your red, yellow, blue. Those yep. are great. You get little, you got actual little trophies instead of, you know, the cardboard discs, stuff like that. The trap ones, I'm a little... I think the cardboard ones I like better for the traps because when you flip it over, you can see the trap so much better as far instead of the blue plastic. And yeah. that being said, too, unless you are, you know, the godliest of painters, you shouldn't be painting your trap tokens because then if you don't do ex er the top of every single one exactly, you're going to they're going to be marked then. Yeah, I had thought that too with the with the painted tokens in theory it's kind of going to reveal what you're looking at mm -hmm. the whole point's that you're not supposed to know what trap it is right and uh, then if you do paint the trap icon on the bottom to make it stand out a little more you're putting that face down constantly and what's going to happen to the paint you're going to wear it off yeah so uh, so i i kind of like the cardboard token for the for the traps a little more yep. so now here's my biggest critique because this is a very simple thing i think so yeah. i went ahead and pulled pull them out so here's the the pirate guy and i apologize because of my crappy monitor cam right yeah. details great and everything i think they could have gone with a lighter color gray for the plastic so the detail shown a little more for those who aren't going to paint them mm, yeah well i guess i could say that i i it's a it's a small complaint in my opinion because I'm probably going to go through and, and paint these, so you, I'll be able to get the detail pop and everything. But I think yeah, for I a lot of... So that I can be allowed to paint them. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why all your test photos have had uh, Gavin on them? Because um, they're, they're out and being worked on? Yeah. <laughs> I've, um... Yeah. I have certain ones of my Skaven left, but I made a pledge to paint 60 models before I touched anything else, and that's... I haven't had time to do it. That's the problem. So, so George um, and I are going to remotely play a game of this at some point, and hopefully more than a game. Footage up that I put up for you guys of how, in theory, I'm going to achieve that. But we'll have I think to see it'll work. The, the, there's only one issue um, I, I see is 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 the little miniature deck is you know you'll have to slowly control that. Yes. Uh, oh, that's good, than, because I'm not supposed to know what you're holding, am I? Right. Okay, and no, see, fine. we can't you, you use yours. No, you, you can still use yours. Uh, it's just what if we duplicate that we them? might end up having the same goals, which is not that big of a deal. I suppose not. So, be, I don't know. Uh, other than that, I mean, we don't have to worry about dice rolls. You know, I can have my own game 
set up and like be moving the character so I can physically see it while you can physically see it and not just trying to stare at it because I remember back in the day, you know, this this is a long time ago. We tried to do that uh, over the internet game with Nigel. Yeah. And and he was moving everything. And I'm sitting there, you know, like trying to strategize. And I'm like, no, no, this not a 45 degree turn, but like a 40 degree turn. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot more simple and should be a lot easier to navigate right yeah for sure so <laughs> yeah. so look forward to that i can't give you a date as to when it's going to happen at this stage but captain socks you got anything coming up this week other than more cuddles sorry what was that bruce i went offline off somehow <laughs> good to see you paying getting more cuddles <laughs> uh any anything you got coming up this week other than getting cuddles uh, no, that's about it, really. I've got another week, week and a half of my quarantine time, uh, and then I can finally get out of the house, start uh, getting some stuff going, so I can go get some paint, go get my friend Star Wars stuff. So because the because the captain doesn't wash his socks, he's being forced to stay at home and not leave the house. Pretty much, no. It's the restriction. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's just restriction of movement. So because I was traveling, they want to try and keep me safe and yep. everyone else safe. I, I do like the fact that they changed it last minute on you and said, hey, if you stay with your family for two weeks, you can go back home instead of like in some military building for two weeks. I, 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 am I, I think that was kind of nice of them. And then on another side note, I love the video that you did post of you surprising your, your kids and wife. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was absolutely great. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's it's on Facebook. It's um, it's 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 a good video, Bruce. You should definitely go check it out. I'll watch it before Dan Day starts. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget, there is currently a drop zone and drop fleet unit and terrain design competition. Um, we were going to kind of try to run through some ideas of some um, of um, some drop fleet stuff, but we'll have to leave that for next time. Your deadline for the competition is the 20th of November. Go to either the Drop Zone Commander Community or the Drop Fleet Commander Community groups on Facebook and get your ideas in. Have a look to see what other people have done and hopefully it'll help you come up with some ideas. Thank you to those that continue to support us, whether it be financially through Patreon uh, or through sharing our stuff or liking our stuff, etc. Or just even paying attention to us. Yeah facebook.com slash getting tabled patreon.com slash getting tabled uh our youtube if you do a search for getting tabled we are the first result that comes up um twitter is at getting tabled instagram is at getting tabled it's almost like we have a theme otherwise do you want to hit the thing george i gotta push a button which button is that it's this thank one you. thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening to getting tabled Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.